If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hello there and welcome to episode 176 of the Leading Learning Podcast. Hard to believe, but episode 200 is now clearly in sight. Indeed it is. We can see it out there on the horizon and that means we've been doing this for well over three years at this point. If you you know say fifty episodes a year or so, we're we're well past that point, uh, and actually we'll hit year four, I believe, uh, this summer or in the fall. And you know, if you're somebody who has been listening, uh, first of all, if you've been listening all along the way, please by all means uh, send us an email. Let us know that. Uh, just email us at leadinglearning dot uh, or at or or comment in the show notes for this episode at leadinglearning.com slash episode 176. We'd love to hear from you if you've been that long-term a listener. Um, even if you've joined us recently, though, thanks so much for listening. And, uh, and we would like to ask, a, well, a small favor. And that's, you know, if you are getting value out of the Leading Learning Podcast, if you take just a minute, it just takes really just a minute to go over to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes and leave a rating and review there. Uh, if you don't happen to use iTunes, if you're using some other service, it's going to have a, a ratings and reviews area as well. And again, if you'd take just a minute to do that, we'd be truly grateful. We'd also be really grateful if you'd uh, come and, and like us and follow us on Facebook. Um, that's a great place to get additional resources to help grow your lifelong learning business. And you can find us on Facebook just by going to facebook.com slash leading lifelong learning. So in this episode, we're going to focus on a recent professional development opportunity that you took advantage of, Jeff, and we're going to share some marketing takeaways. So to start things off, I think maybe it would be helpful if you would tell listeners what that professional development opportunity was. I'm I'm definitely happy to do that. I am uh, probably an evangelist for this particular event, uh, this particular company at this point, and, and certainly want to be a proponent of all of us doing our own uh, lifelong learning, continuing education, professional development. But what I went to specifically was the Traffic and Conversion Conference that uh, Digital Marketer holds annually. I, I believe they've always held it in San Diego up until this point. And um, it's just a, as you might guess, a, a, a big event for digital marketers. Um, in fact, uh, Inc. Magazine has called it the largest and best marketing event you've never heard of. Uh, so it's not, it's not one of the ones that necessarily shows up with your average kind of corporate marketers uh, list of conferences that they're going to go to, um, but it is a, a big event and it does attract quite a lot of people. In fact, there were more than 6,000 there this year. There were more than 100 sessions. It was at the Marriott Marquis in, um, in San Diego, and anybody who's ever been to a conference out in San Diego is probably familiar with that hotel. It's uh, right there next to the convention center. And, uh, and it was overflowing. Uh, in fact, they're going to be moving into the convention center next year, which is two years earlier than planned because they've been growing so fast. Um, so this was really you know, a big, big gathering of uh, marketers. Um, and I, I thought it was interesting, too, related to that growth question that uh, Digital Marketer, the, the company behind the event, has actually sold off a majority in traffic and conversion uh, to Clarion Events Group. And now Clarion is spinning it out into multiple 
versions. Uh, it's always been in San Diego, as I was saying, but there's now going to be a second East Coast version in 2020. They're going to be international uh, locations. They're also creating specialized events like one for digital marketing agencies. Um, so, you know, it's a big, vibrant, uh, growing event, and it's, it's very, very focused on actionable content for digital marketers. Well, we've definitely talked a lot about that natural connection, that value loop that exists between marketing and education. And as you know well, Jeff, marketing is one of the five domains in our learning business maturity model. So I think hopefully it's clear to folks who followed us for a while that we really do see marketing as essential for a successful learning business to exist. But of course, there are lots of ways to learn about marketing. There are lots of conferences and, and workshops focused on marketing. So tell us a little bit, like, why did you pick this TNC event? Well, you know, two or three uh, really solid reasons. One is this, you know, we followed uh, Digital Marketer for a while. Uh, we've both read um, books by Ryan Dice, who's the CEO there, is a really, really smart marketer, and, and we use uh, some of their approaches. Um, and I had just heard that this was a very action-oriented conference, that if you, you, know, you go there, you're going to get stuff that you can actually use, which of course is you know what we're all hoping for with events and, and trying for usually with our own events. Um, you know, and, and we just believe that uh, from the perspective of Tagoras that uh, A, we need to be very effective digital marketers if we're going to attract people to us and, and convert them into uh, whether it's a podcast listener or a webinar attendee and ultimately an, an attendee at our events or for some of our services. So, you know, that's really important to us. Um, but then we also know, as you were, you know, suggesting, Salisa, that you really can't succeed as a learning business these days without understanding digital marketing in general and without understanding how to generate web traffic and convert that traffic into sales. Well, and I know that one of the things you've done since coming back from the Traffic and Conversion Conference is you've done what we recommend that folks do after really any learning experience, meaning you have taken time to reflect on what you heard at TNC and you've taken time to elaborate and you've come up with five key takeaways to share. So let's move on to those. What's the first takeaway? Yeah, and I'll say, I mean, I even started on this while I was there, and to, to the credit of uh, the folks behind Traffic and Conversion, Digital Marketer, Ryan Dice, uh, those people, they encourage that. They, they really, you know, want you to, to use this stuff. And of course, you know, we're sharing these takeaways because it's great for, for us to do that, uh, great for me to process it, but also because, obviously, we think these are going to be valuable to listeners here who, who want to get a good grasp on what's going on with marketing right now and how that applies to their learning business. And so for that first takeaway, um, I'm going to call this relationships, not transactions. And, you know, so as you might expect from the name of the event, traffic and conversion is all about attracting people to your business and converting them into customers. This year, though, the big buzz was around terms like customer journey and conversational marketing. In other words, moving beyond the one-and-done approach and building an actual relationship with your customers, which, you know, in our case, in the case of our listeners, is your learners or your prospective learners. And, you know, this isn't really new. I, I covered it in Leading the Learning Revolution way, all, way back all the way in 2013, and it wasn't new then, but it has grown dramatically important as the battle for customer attention has escalated. So, you know, transactions are, are still important. You have to convert prospects into customers if you're actually going to make money. 
But if that's all you do, you're going to have a really, really hard time actually growing your business. Well, you know, one of the first things that struck me when you characterize this takeaway as relationships, not transactions, is that feels absolutely in, in keeping with what we often talk about, that learning is not a process, or excuse me, that learning is a process and that it's not. Let's get that right, yeah. <laughs> and not as individual events. And so, you know, it's it's not those transactions, it's not those one-off events, but it's that process, it's that relationship. And I know we, we've talked in past episodes uh, about the value ramp, and I think thinking in terms of a value ramp can be a great way to focus on building a longer term relationship with your learner because you're really looking kind of big picture at your portfolio to make sure that you're kind of moving people along and that there's something at each point in that relationship from when they first become aware of you all the way to when they're really looking to you to help them unlock their full potential. And since we have talked about the value ramp Many times before, uh, you know, we won't go into it in more depth now, but we'll make sure to link to an episode that we dedicated to talking about it, as well as a few other related resources. So be sure to check out the show notes for this episode at leadinglearning.com slash episode 176. Yeah, and we probably haven't emphasized it enough in, in the past and, and perhaps should going forward. But, you know, if, if you've got a valid value ramp, um, you're thinking in terms of relationships because it, it does go over time and it talks about re-engaging the, the customer over time. So definitely take a look at that. And then we also recommend checking out uh, Digital Marketer's Value Journey Worksheet. And again, Digital Marketer is the company that's uh, behind uh, the the traffic and conversion event, and they they have a ton of great uh, tools, uh, downloadables, all sorts of things on on their website. We'll link to this in the show notes. But um, uh, you know, it's it's part of a series of articles from Digital Marketer that's under the title of the Ultimate Guide to Digital Marketing. So you want, you know might want to read through that whole thing to give you just a, a general overview of digital marketing, even if you don't consider yourself a marketer, um, that's going to be a valuable thing just to have that perspective. But this particular worksheet will really make you think about and take you through what it looks like to have uh, a relationship with the customer, not just to be going for that transaction, not just be going for the, let's get them to the website and convert them into a customer, but how do we actually build that over time, keep that person excited, um, and, and really turn them into an evangelist for our learning business. So that's takeaway number one, relationships, not transactions. What's takeaway number two, Jeff? So takeaway number two, I am classifying as movements, not moments. And I think those may be j- just about the words that, uh, that Ryan Dice, uh, the CEO of uh, Digital Marketer, used when he was talking about this. And, and a lot of these points are, are, are captured from things that uh, he said. This insight you know, really relates to that first one around relationships, uh, not transactions. Um, but it's also a, a concept that's you know, obviously at, at the heart of this podcast, the whole idea of leading learning, again, a learning not just uh, an event, but a process, learning not just a moment, but potentially a movement. Right. And, you know, I know that what we are hoping to do is, is help folks who want to lead learning. So we're not uh, hoping to speak only to folks who just want to provide a, a product or a service or who are just trying to, you know, churn as many enrollments or as much revenue as they can. But we are interested in helping folks who actually provide some vision. They have a compelling 
why that customers can relate to. And, uh, you know, I think part of how you build strong relationships with customers is providing something compelling for the relationship to be about. And so, you know, as, as Ryan Dice specifically was talking about it at Traffic and Conversion, you know, he feels, and I mean, we talk about this, many people feel this way, that, you know, being able to position yourself as a trusted authority is a critical part of being able to create a movement. Uh, you know, if you want people to follow you, you have to be trusted. So again, you know, not new territory, but once again, it's become more critical than ever. And, and I thought Ryan offered really five useful pointers in this area. So I'll, I'll highlight uh, those quickly. First, he emphasized speed. And, you know, partly this means for you to be fast, as you know, we've talked about this a lot, uh, not to get bogged down in, in planning, not to overproduce, um, you know, to get viable ideas and offerings out there now, basically. But, and this is really important, it also means making it fast for your customers by getting to the most essential, the most impactful stuff quickly. So, you know, an analogy might be uh, very few people um, have read and fully understood the entire Bible, but, uh, you know, anybody can understand what the Ten Commandments are. Or you can talk about something like uh, the, the value ramp that we were just talking about where, you know, using a, a visual like that, um, you can often get to the core of what most people care about much more quickly. I mean, we've written tons of things about value and pricing and relationships and everything else, but that one visual just cuts to the chase uh, so quickly and really speedily you know, gets people to where they need to go around that particular topic. Okay, so speed is the first of the five pointers that Ryan Dice offered around positioning yourself as a trusted authority. What else did he have to say? Well, he also emphasized specificity. So, you know, providing specific answers to specific questions. And, you know, we often get caught in the cycle of thinking we have to keep producing content, keep producing courses, you know, try to answer every conceivable question, be, you know, everything to everybody. But that's rarely the case. You know, if you're paying attention, they're usually a limited set of questions, issues, problems that, that people keep coming back to again and again. You know, so different people, same questions, or this is often this is surprising to me, but you know, very often you see the same people who keep asking the same questions, and it's because they're in a different place, you know, personally or professionally or in their business at, at different times. So, you know, to figure out what those questions, what those issues, what those problems are, and keep answering them, you know, providing uh, your speedy, uh, specific answer to them, um, always being as specific as possible about what people actually need to do. And that leads to the next item, um, which is around absolutes um, and being willing to, to talk in and, and maintain uh, absolutes and how you're basically messaging, communicating out to your market. So, you know, stop qualifying. Uh, as Ryan put it, accuracy does not equal authority. Um, you know, in so many instances, people just want to be told what to do. Even if they appreciate that there are nuances or exceptions, we usually do, but, you know, we need to, we need to take action. We need an answer. And this can be tough advice to follow. I know I have trouble following it, um, but, you know, we have to remember that there are very rarely final answers to anything. So find a perspective, find a way of acting that is likely uh, to be useful to most people most of the time, state it clearly, and stand by it. Well, and that makes me think of the five domains in our learning business maturity model. I mean, it would be very easy to quibble and say, they're, nope, they're four domains, or no, they're really six, or that the five we've named aren't 
the best five. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is having that clear framework, um, being able to take clear action on, on those five domains that we've laid out is definitely going to dramatically improve the results of any learning business just doing that. And you, or you can get bogged down on whether there's four or six or whether they're the right ones. That's not going to get you anywhere. Looking at those five and saying, we're going to act on those, that will get you somewhere. And so then the next one, and these all, you can tell, sort of flow into each other and relate to each other, but, uh, you know, it's core beliefs. Um, And we've sort of mentioned this already, but making your why crystal clear. Uh, So, you know, the the people who you want to follow you, you're trying to create a movement, um, they need to know what you stand for. Uh, I remember I was listening to to Hamilton in the car with one of the kids just recently, and uh, Aaron Burr gets criticized in in that and in in one of the the musical numbers about, you know, if you don't uh, stand for, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. So you got to make it clear, you know, what you stand for, what that core why is, what that core belief is. Well, right. And so our core belief is that uh, your learning business should consistently positively change the world you serve and the people in it. And and we believe that because we recognize how critically important lifelong learning has become and how important, therefore, learning businesses are, those who are serving that need for lifelong learning. And then, you know, the last one is uh, rites and rituals. This tends to go along very well with uh, something like a, a core belief you, you've probably noticed that people who are a part of a movement of any type, um, they always have things they do together that can seem a little bit weird to the, the outside world. Um, you know, you, you obviously see that in, in major world religions that have, you know, rites and rituals associated with them. But, uh, but you can also see it uh, with, with companies and, and brands um, if you're really paying attention. I mean, both, both of us have been involved, for example, in uh, heroic public speaking, you know, which anybody who's in the speaking profession is, is probably heard of. You know, and if you go to something uh, that uh, Michael and Amy Port are doing with heroic public speaking, you're going to say the HPS pledge. Um, which means that you get a room full of adults to, to stand up, you know, just like they're doing the Pledge of Allegiance back in kindergarten and go through this pledge that uh, heroic public speaking has uh, created. And I'm sure anybody looking from the outside has got to be thinking, what a bunch of idiots. But it is very, very powerful um, in, in terms of, you know, glue that holds that, uh, that movement together because they really have created a movement. Well, and, you know, I think the, the corporate ritual that... Uh, a lot of folks might know, since uh, heroic public speaking might not be as well known, is, is just the, the Oreo, right? You you twist the cookie apart, you lick the the filling, and then you dunk it in milk, and that's sort of that's this this ritual that people go exactly, through. Exactly, yeah. And so, um, all right, so that was the second of your five takeaways, which was about movements, not moments, and it followed on that first takeaway, which was relationships, not transactions. So what's your third takeaway from TNC? Yeah, and this one's getting, um, uh, it's a little bit of a change of gears here, uh, but it relates very well to, to the, the content of this particular conference. And that's what I would uh, say or talk about as technical mastery matters. So, you know, one of the key reasons to attend traffic and conversion is frankly, to learn about the tools and techniques that the experts are using in areas like digital advertising, search engine optimization, social media marketing, content marketing, all those buzz terms that you hear going on out there in the world of marketing. And, you know, you want to find out how people are doing those things. And, you know, what hit home for me more than ever before uh, is just how sophisticated each of these areas has become. And more importantly, how much of an edge 
the people who do them well can gain. You know, and if you're not already up against competitors who know how to use these tools and techniques well, you know, again, things like uh, search engine optimization and, and, and content marketing, Facebook advertising, that sort of thing, if you aren't already up against those competitors, you will be. And then regardless of your competition, you really need to know how to use them if you want to effectively be able to reach and connect with your audience. And that doesn't mean that you, know, you personally need to learn how to use them. You know, we recognize probably most people listening to this podcast are not going to be the hands-on people doing this, but you do need to find people who can use them. Or if you've got a marketing department, you need to understand you know, how they're using them and make sure they're using them uh, on your behalf. Well, I think one critical point, sort of a caveat to add here is that, you know, what you're talking about are tools and techniques, you know, search engine optimization, advertising, and, you know, those are not strategy. So they're not going to magically make your learning business successful if you aren't already offering great products and services. That said, it's still harder than ever to succeed without them. So you do need these tools and techniques, but you need them in service of strategy. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, but but I, you know, my message is even with a great strategy, uh, you're going to want to make sure you, you layer those on. Um, and of course, technical mastery is not just about marketing tools. Um, learning businesses need to be leveraging learning technologies to create the types of experiences that learners expect these days. And to do that, we recommend checking out our sponsor for this quarter, Blue Sky eLearn. Blue Sky eLearn is the creator of the Path Learning Management System, an award-winning cloud-based learning solution that allows organizations to easily deliver, track, and monetize valuable education and event content online. Blue Sky also provides webinar and webcast services, helping you maximize your content and create deeper engagement with your audience across the world. To find out more about Blue Sky eLearn and everything they offer, visit leadinglearning.com slash bluesky. Okay, so the third takeaway from TNC is technical mastery matters. So that brings us to the fourth takeaway. What is that, Jeff? The fourth is bet on what's working. It's so easy to get obsessed with creating new content, adding more courses, chasing after the latest trendy learning format, but ask yourself, what's actually working right now? In most cases, increasing your investment in that is the surest way to grow your business. So, you know, unless you've completely tapped out your market, which very, very few of us have, um, so unless you've done that, there are still plenty of people who have not participated in your most popular offerings. And whatever approach you took to those offerings will most likely work when creating new offerings, even for your current customers. So, you know, we often, I think, get caught in this trap, and I know a lot of organizations we've worked with have where, again, we're just thinking we have to produce more and more and faster and faster and not paying enough attention to you know, our Google Analytics, looking at seeing you know, what's really popular on the site, what's been selling, who's been buying, and just and reinvesting in that and, and growing that. We, we don't do that often enough, and I find again and again that uh, organizations uh, don't do that. So just you know, don't forget to look at your data um, and then to, to use that data again to, to bet on, to double down on what's actually working. And if you want to make sure you have full insight into what's working, be sure to check out our sponsor for this quarter, Authentic Learning Labs. Authentic Learning Labs is an education company seeking to bring complementary tech and services to empower publishers and L&D organizations to help elevate their programs. The company leverages technology like AI, 
data analytics, and advanced embeddable API-based services to complement existing initiatives, offering capabilities that are typically out of reach for resource-stretched groups or growing programs needing to scale. Find out more at leadinglearning.com authentic. And so now we'll get to the fifth and final takeaway, and that is that length does not equal value. And this is sort of a a meta takeaway for me from the event. Um, All of the sessions were 45 minutes in length. And, you know, for the most part, it was amazing how much useful, actionable content was packed into those 45 minutes. Uh, I've been, you know, to two to three hour workshops, maybe even day long workshops, I'm not sure that uh, have not offered as much value as uh, some of those 45 minute sessions did. And, you know, this observation probably hit home with me because um, a participant in a session I facilitated at our recent virtual conference, Learning Technology Design, asked how much the session leader for that particular session, um, how much he had to reduce registration fees when he shortened the length of uh, his organization's workshops, which is something he was talking about in the uh, in the session that uh, he was running. And, you know, at the time I was thinking, shorter should not necessarily equal uh, a lower price. Yeah, I mean, I think as much as we may think um, that we don't fall into this trap of, of quantity equaling quality, I think there is this persistent belief um, in the learning business that price and length of content should correlate. And so that implies that longer equals higher value, but it's simply not true. And I think, in fact, the opposite is often true that, you know, if you can actually expose your learners to content or information or skills that's really high impact but short um, and then price it for what it's worth, that's huge because you're not only giving um, your learners something actionable and meaningful, but you're actually saving them time. And so I think this is something that we should all challenge ourselves to do. How can we deliver that impact in as short a time as possible? And of course, this cycles back up to when we were talking about uh, those five points around authority and in, um, in movements, uh, not moments. You know, to be to be able to, to deliver with speed, you know, in other words, you're getting to the point, you're getting to the good stuff for the learner quickly, you're being specific, you're, you're you know, willing to maintain those absolutes, uh, just to, to really get that value there quickly, that is highly valuable. When people start experiencing that regularly, um, I, I know I'm willing to pay more for that, and a lot of people are because it just fits with, you know, what our lives are like these days, and, you know, if you're getting on the whole micro-learning bandwagon, that's certainly what you ought to be aiming for with your micro-learning is how do you deliver just exceptionally high value in a very, very short period of time. So just to sum up those five takeaways from Traffic and Conversion 2019, the first one was relationships, not transactions. So really, you know, focusing on the long-term, building that ongoing relationship with your learners. So they're gonna they're gonna keep coming back. It's not just about getting that registration. The second one was movements, not moments. So, you know, how do you really get them into a bigger vision of what you're doing, a vision they can believe in? Um, and that's, of course, going to help fuel that uh, whole relationship uh, over transactions. Third one, technical mastery matters. We talk all the time about, you know, it's, it's not the technology that matters. It's not the tools. Those are in service of strategy. That's still definitely true. But we're at a point where, you know, if you do not have command of the essential marketing tools, you're going to be losing an edge uh, out there in the marketplace. Fourth one is bet on what's working. 
you know, really pay attention to what people are enrolling in, what they're registering for, what they're talking about, uh, where they're spending time on your website, and invest in that first um, before you start chasing, you know, every other possibility for your learning business. And then the last one, length does not equal value. And I think this is something, you know, we all uh, ascribe to, um, but as you were saying, Salisa, we still tend to succumb to the idea that uh, if it's longer, um, we should be paying more for it, um, which is a signal of, of value. And a lot of times, the value is really in the shorter, you know, speedier, more specific, more authoritative content, um, and, and, and really, really starting to try to consciously strive for that more. So those are the five takeaways from traffic and conversion. Um, you know, if you are into marketing, if you uh, uh, have some responsibility for the marketing in your learning business, definitely highly recommend it as an event. Uh, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but they do they really do a, a good job of managing it, and the value is extremely uh, high. So, you know, think about that. Um, but we'll also continue to share our learnings from our own work with digital marketing to support learning businesses. And with that, we will wrap up this episode. To get show notes, just go to leadinglearning.com slash episode 176. And when you check out the show notes, you're going to see various options for subscribing to the podcast. And if you're getting value out of what you hear, we would be truly grateful if you would subscribe as it helps us to get some data and insight into the impact of what we're doing. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and we, we really mean it, we'd be truly, truly grateful if you would take just a minute to give us a rating and review on iTunes. You just have to go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes. That'll put you in the right place. If you use another service to listen to us, they're going to have a ratings and reviews area as well. We'd appreciate it if you would use that. Salisa and I personally appreciate your rating and review. It helps us, you know, feel good that uh, the people are out there and getting value out of it. Um, but more importantly, those reviews and ratings really play a critical role in helping the podcast to show up when other people, when your peers who are in the learning business are searching for relevant content. And please be sure to visit our sponsors for this quarter. You can find out more about Authentic Learning Labs at leadinglearning.com authentic and find out what Blue Sky eLearn has to offer at leadinglearning.com slash blue sky. And finally, consider telling others about the podcast. You can send a tweet by going to leadinglearning.com slash share, and that'll pop up a tweet that's already got some text in it that you can send right out. You can also, as we mentioned at the beginning, like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash learning, And of course, you can share us with others there. However you do it, please do help share the good word about leading learning. Thanks again and see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.